It's Migrating Trees and Beneficial Fleas on H2 Radio's Weekly News Report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. It's been a rough time recently for those who look to the federal government to protect the country's water quality. Last week, the EPA announced significantly weakened standards for cleaning up groundwater polluted by PFAS chemicals linked to numerous health conditions, including cancer. Much of the contamination comes from the military's past use of the chemicals in firefighting foam. And the New York Times reports that the weakened standards come after pressure from the Defense Department. In addition to diminishing PFAS standards, the Trump administration is moving forward to limit the reach of the Clean Water Act. During the recently closed comment period on the new rule, which limits the scope of the act, the National Wildlife Federation said that the redefinition could remove protections for as much as 70 percent of the tributaries and 50 percent of the wetlands in the continental U.S. Writing in the Hill, Jim Murphy of the Federation said the new rule ignores basic science that water flows downhill and that pollution upstream ends up in larger rivers. He added that allowing wetlands to be drained for such uses as cornfields or parking lots would mean more pollution, larger floods, and less wildlife habitat. And lastly, the EPA announced a new interpretation of the Clean Water Act that would exclude regulating pollutants that travel through groundwater before reaching surface waters. As e News reports, this could affect protecting waterways from contamination by sources such as coal ash ponds, animal manure lagoons, and sewage systems. There's much interest in building wind farms off the coast of California, where conditions are different from those in the Atlantic. Clean Technica reports that generating electricity from wind in the Pacific is not easy because the water is too deep to anchor turbines in the ocean floor. They have to be floated on the surface, which is a major technological challenge. Nevertheless, 14 companies have told the federal government that they're interested in building floating wind farms, which could possibly begin generating by 2025. The Department of Energy has been busily preparing for more offshore wind farms in the Atlantic, where it is relatively shallow. But the U.S. has only one commercial facility in operation. Offshore wind energy is one of the world's most underused resources, according to the Global Wind Energy Council. But it's projected that by 2023, it will account for almost one quarter of the world's wind generation, with three countries, the UK, Germany, and China, leading the way. Each day, about one child in every five in the U.S. is not drinking water at all and is instead consuming sodas and sugary beverages. A new study from researchers at Penn State looked at more than 8,000 youngsters aged 2 to 19. Those who didn't drink water consumed almost 100 calories more a day, which can add up to putting on an extra pound every month. The lead author said that adding empty calories to children's diets may increase the risk of obesity, diabetes, dental problems, and high cholesterol. Gizmodo reports that earlier studies have shown that replacing sodas with water can help people reduce their caloric intake and that making it easier for kids to get water in school can help them lose weight. The study published in JAMA Pediatrics doesn't explain why so many children fail to drink enough water, but reasons might include concerns about lead contamination or polluted water wells. 
there are efforts underway in the U.S. to help forests adapt to a warming world. The New York Times reports that warmer winters and drier summers have allowed invasive insects and diseases to travel into northern regions of the country, killing trees. Trees can migrate to cooler climates on their own through seed dispersal, but that takes time. Meanwhile, increasing temperatures could turn some forests into shrubland, so humans are studying whether they can help forests adapt. Providence Water, the largest provider in Rhode Island, has imported trees far to the south in Maryland to see how they'll do. While some of them have thrived, they attract deer which eat the saplings. And in Minnesota, the Forest Service is testing four different approaches to woodland adaptation, which includes importing non-native species from warmer, drier areas. There's a great amount of uncertainty about these efforts. Anthony Riccardi of McGill University told the Times that these techno-fixes failed to address the cause of the problem, climate change, and that moving tree species is like ecological gambling. And finally, water fleas. Sounds like something you'd want to avoid if on a lake. But these tiny crustaceans, about the size of a grain of sand, are not only doing us good, they could one day save a life. Water fleas, or daphnia as they're called, clean fresh water and play a key role in food webs on every continent except Antarctica by eating algae, yeasts, and bacteria. And because of their diet, they might potentially help researchers develop new medicines. At least that's the hope of Megan Duffy, a researcher at the University of Michigan who was profiled on the PBS NewsHour last week. Duffy found that when water fleas are plagued by fungal infections, they avoided the disease when they ate more cyanobacteria rather than their usual fare of more nutritious algae. The ability of water fleas not to succumb to a fungus has potential for developing medications to fight fungal diseases affecting crops, animals, and humans, which are all on the rise. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a warning this month about a superbug, Candida auris, a drug-resistant fungal infection that's spreading in healthcare facilities, calling it a serious global health threat. The possibility that water fleas are self-medicating is not unique in the animal kingdom. Mark Hunter, also of the University of Michigan, studies monarch butterflies, which he says protect themselves from parasites by eating toxins in milkweed. In a university press release, he noted that it's been known that chimpanzees eat medicinal herbs to treat their diseases. And with this discovery about water fleas, the list of animal pharmacists has grown and might contribute to a growing number of medications from which humans can benefit. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwa.ace.org.